Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And you're listening to The Wibs, the podcast for women in business. We're here with practical, real advice to help you get ahead at work. Without the BS. We'll be the work wives you've always wanted. Let's go. Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And welcome to The Wibs. Today, we're going to talk about employee to entrepreneur and how to make the leap and start your own business. I feel like you're the perfect person <laughs> to chat about we this with. We are the perfect person because persons. <laughs> we are one. <laughs> we're, one we're one entity now. Absolutely. This is all part of it. This is all about the challenges and rewards of transitioning from a traditional job to entrepreneurship. It isn't for everyone. Absolutely not. But it is mm. a question that we get asked a lot, which is kind of how do you know when to make the leap and... How do you know when you've got the right product? How do you know you've got the right service? There's so many aspects of it. And I think that it's really, really important to talk to it because um, I think a lot of people are really inspired by the idea of having your own business. But one thing I really want to, you know, talk about today is not only, you know, how, mm. how to go about it, but also what's involved. Yeah. Because some I of the real truths as well. It's <laughs> true. I'm like, it seems very, like most things where you're like working for yourself, being your own boss, it seems very glossy yeah, from the yeah, outside. Yeah. And there's... There's so many perks of so many good things about it, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, but I, I think seeing it, especially like seeing you like go through like the journey of it now, especially building your own, that like, yes, there are perks, but there's obviously like some real like challenges. And you have to, I think you have to be a particular kind of person to be able to do it. I'm seeing it as well with my own husband as well. He's built yeah, his own business. Absolutely. And seeing that you can't, I don't think you can, you can never really phone it in when you're, no, when no, you're, you're always you're on. You're always on. But I think it's yeah, I think it's important to understand when you are going from employee to entrepreneur, if it is something you want and mm. again, goals based, what's the reason? What's the reason that you want to start your own business? I think when working out whether you want to be a business owner or not, it's why? Is it for a lot of money? And if that's the case, then make sure that you are positioning the career to do the same thing mm. or positioning the business to be a cash cow. And it's a difference. Is it lifestyle? Do you want flexibility in life? Do you want a business so that you can go pick up your kids when you want to or you can start your day and end your day when you want? Okay, well, that's a little bit less of a consideration than cash. You can start building a business around that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think when you're, when you're looking at what kind of business do you want, you've got to really determine what you want out of it. If it is a, qu a quick cash grab then you've got to look at it differently. You've got yeah. to look at it in a different way. And, and there's, there's heaps of them. There's heaps of ways to make money online and make money through business and all different ways to make money. But you just got to work out what you want. Mm, I agree with that. And I think, you know, with when we were sort of planning for this episode today and we were talking about, you know, that transitionary period becoming from like going working in a business to being your own entrepreneur and starting your own thing, I think we've both had kind of a unique set of stories, particularly with Wibs, but also what you've done with being able to build out your own business and outperform online. Mm. I think that that's been an incredible journey for you. You've even seen that when you had snacks with Bite as well. Yeah. I think that's been a, a journey that people would really resonate with if they were going to make that jump. Yeah, I've been employee entrepreneur then back to employee mm -hmm. then back to entrepreneur mm -hmm. <laughs> so I have, i've done i've done it it's like a ping pong match yeah. with my <laughs> employee <laughs> entrepreneur journey absolutely and i think so mine started so mine started i worked for a business um and i absolutely love the business and it was in its probably like growth phase when i first started um and i was able to be a part of all the fun parts of growing the business i was also able to be a part of a business that didn't work as well as part of that group of businesses so it was an e-commerce business that just didn't really do as well as what it needed to do and we had to sell it or they had to sell it um i worked in it but it it was really interesting to see the good the bad and the ugly um in the first in my first career to be able to see all the good the bad the ugly and work out 
is this what I want? Because mm. I could see the stress that it was putting on the, my bosses at the time. And um, I had to really understand, is that a kind of stress that I want to take on? Anyways, I was able to start my first business snacks with Bite with my bosses at the time. And for me, that was a really risk adverse barrier to entry into entrepreneur entrepreneurship because mm. I was going I was partnering with two people that I trusted that I've seen I know their business acumen they were able to build a huge business prior to it and it was a win-win because I had I would had the energy I had the ex I wanted to execute every single thing that they said I was really hungry for growth I was really hungry to be a business owner and I was able to get a really stark look at what business ownership was like very fast now they they treated me like a partner as they should and you know I had to find up cash I had to do all of the things that you do as part of a partnership so it wasn't a oh let's just start a business together and call it a day it was it was a you know um done in the right ways contract lawyers everything done in the right way and I really appreciate that because it helped me understand the some of the gritty stuff as part of being in partnerships for business and working out how to start a business and what what do you want out of the business now that business we um we sold right we had we, we sold because they got an opportunity to sell the bigger business so we had to sell both of them and that was another you know challenging thing where i was so excited i was like this business is starting i've put all this effort in this is incredible and then we had to sell it which was a really confronting for me at the time um to be completely honest it was really really confronting i then went from business owner back to employee and that was hard mm. that was one of the hardest things i've, I've done because i went from feeling like I had so much control and ownership and drive and passion and power in the right way. So it wasn't like some power fiend. Um, absolutely not. Um, but I just felt like I had power over what my future was and my career was and I was so excited. And then I went into an employee role again. Now, I was working with the same people, so that helps soften the blow. Absolutely. And the people that I worked with are incredible. But it just wasn't the same for me and I tried really hard mm. because I was able to be in a really comfortable job. I didn't have the pressure of being an entrepreneur anymore. I didn't have those pressures of financial pressure. It was all coming in, it was comfortable, everything was lovely but I couldn't scratch the itch. I was not happy and I just really, really wasn't happy and I didn't, I didn't think I understood what it was I think in the I think I did understand sorry what it was but I think I just didn't want to accept it because it was scary because you know the cost of living life's tough at the moment for everybody regardless of your situation like interest rates are going up it doesn't it doesn't matter what situation you're in you, you are everyone's a little bit stressed right now about money and what the world looks like and whatever so then I had to make the decision at the start of this year well am I going to be an employer or am I going to be an entrepreneur again and that's when I decided to be an entrepreneur again and again, it's scary. Like every, every, I, I feel like I'm, to be completely honest, actually, I feel really confident now and I feel really happy and I yeah. feel backed. I just feel good again. Like it's, it's taken me a while um, and a, a long time. And you could probably hear it in some of the earlier podcasts when I'd be like, oh, everything's crazy and I think it's going to be okay and trying to act confident and whatnot. Um, but I'm there again. And I, and I, and I think about how happy I am now and how fulfilled I feel now waking up in the morning and doing what I love. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm not at a point where I'm, I'm being able to do it with the people I love. I'm the solo entrepreneur at the moment. Um, but I'll get there. Yeah. I'll get there again and it'll happen again. So that's probably the biggest part I miss. But if you are listening and you're wondering, you know, employee, entrepreneur, 
I think you can answer that. Yeah, but I think like what you're talking to them, it, it sort of illustrates, I guess, like the whole spectrum of it because yeah. you're a person that's really worked within a business and really seen it and gone back and forth. And I feel like that it's almost really reconfirmed that you were in the right place initially with that level yeah. of being, you're working on your own, being an entrepreneur. And I think a couple of things that you said there, which was, you know, having the power, having the autonomy, having the, the level of um, control and, and hunger to be able to do it because it was your own. All of those reasons and, and more make you an ideal person to be an entrepreneur. And I think for people looking to make that leap and start their own business, I think it is about a level of self-reflection because, mm. yes, like there's lots of juicy good things about being an entrepreneur, but there are a lot of challenges that come with it as mm. well. And the challenges like around, I guess, you're taking on that financial uncertainty. You're taking on that risk. You're being that person that, you know, doesn't necessarily have that support of your people around you. And we're not saying that to scare people, but we're saying it more so they know. It's realistic. Yeah, it's you have to be realistic about it because it's not always a glamorous situation and you would, you've would you seen that firsthand. And especially if you don't have a partner in, in the role, like you're holding that all on yourself. And I'm sure a lot of people that work or own a business solely can understand the, the stress that that is yeah. because not everyone else understands it. No. People don't understand it and that's fair. And it's a very isolating, it's a very isolating experience being an entrepreneur mm. and especially in the beginning um, period of being one. So it's things to consider. The other side is if it is something that you like and it is something that you want to do, it is incredible. It's an, it is an incredible opportunity to be able to work for yourself and something that you enjoy. Yeah, it's and definitely something that rewarding. We're all, we should all be very grateful to be able to have access to. Yeah, I think I feel like that with what we've built together with the WIBS at the moment, it's, you know, it's such a, it's such an interesting thing that when you do go out your own, because for me, like you've had some amazing experiences and, and my version of things has been, I think, a lot less and, and I guess a lot less from the financial impact side of things because what we're doing with the podcast, you know, we still have like have full-time jobs that we, mm. uh, you know, maintain and this is a part of what we do to be able to kind of enhance every part of our aspect in our careers and our working lives. Well, you've still been exposed to the output. Exactly. And I think it was that's more where, where I'm kind of heading now, which is I may not have had, I guess, yet the financial, um, I guess, risk and uncertainty there. But in terms of uncertainty or in terms of being able to um, look at how you divide your time in a week and how you find that extra energy and that hunger and that drive, it is something that I know as a person, like you really need to be all in and really oh, dialed into it. Absolutely. Like that first week where I didn't have a boss, oh my God, like you could, you literally these weeks I could do, I could lay in bed all day, right? Mm. But I just won't get paid. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm. You cool lifestyle entrepreneur girl, but I just won't get paid if I'm laying in bed all day. And so you have to have that personal drive. Otherwise you, you will let your hours go. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like we've kind of talked about, you know, the idea of what it's like to be an entrepreneur, you know, the, the pros, the cons of it. So if you're sure about it, if you know that this is this is where you mm -hmm. want to be, I guess, how do if we, we do haven't it? talked you out of it? Yeah, <laughs> we haven't been like, it. it sucks. Um, yeah, look, if this is something that you really want to do and this is something that you want to, you know, you want to go from employee to entrepreneur, mm. firstly, congrats, because I think it is an amazing journey yeah, and I think it's awesome. And you know what, you don't need necessarily need that, what you just said before, Pam, you don't necessarily need the financial uncertainty. Like you're able to do what you've done. You're, like, you're the proof that you can have both. You mm -hmm. can have bo both worlds where you are an employee and you're an entrepreneur. And that's exciting, right? That's such an exciting space to be in. And I think once you know that that's what you want to do, when you're like, no, actually, this is probably an itch that I want to scratch. Yeah. I really want to scratch this itch. The first thing I'd strongly suggest is that self-assessment piece because it's kind of like if this is something that you're going to be doing yourself you need to make sure that you really like it yeah and you need to make sure that you're going to enjoy it and you need to make sure that you've got passion for it 
Yeah, I agree with that. And I feel like it's that understanding your own personal strengths there. Like, are you going to be able to drive this on your own? That's that's a real that's a real piece of like the reflection point mm-hmm. went before you do this. But also it comes down to yes, your self-assessment, but your idea generation. So what is it that you want to do? You know, there's there's lots of different business types. There's, you know, are you wanting to be more of a consulting base as an offshoot of the current career that you have? Or mm-hmm. is it more something to do with I want to bring a product in? You know, that validation of your idea that's going to be able to generate you income Mm. that's what you need to really be doing at at the very first starting point and if you're stuck on what that looks like whether it's service-based or Mm. e-commerce um product-based think of a problem that you experience every Mm -hmm. day i want you to think in the next week after this write down all the problems that you've experienced whether it is you know um something as little as you know when you try to put your drink bottle into the cup holder and it doesn't fit like Mm. these are such little things but my biggest piece of advice is with any service or any product that you are introducing into the world, it doesn't need to be this awesome, innovation, incredible, like game changer. It just needs to be better. Yeah, that's exactly right. It needs right. to be better than what's already out there. And if you think that you can provide a service that is more unique and better than what's currently out there or a product that does something better, you're on the right track. Yeah, and that's the thing. I feel like people exactly what you said there Tash like people think that it needs to be something groundbreaking that's never existed before and that's not the case there's a thousand different you know skincare lines out there mm. but when the, when something new hits the market and it blows up a lot of the times it's because it has a level of innovation that traditional in something in the traditional market hasn't been able to provide and so on and so on so I think that if you're looking at you know how do I cr- carve out the niche that solves the problem that I have because nine times out of ten, you're going to see that if you have a problem with it, there's going to be an audience or a niche out there that also has that same problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think from there, it's just validating, making sure that, the, you know, once you've got the idea, validating the product um, from your niche, what you just said then, your niche, find that niche. Like an example of that is if you're very passionate about health and wellness, for example, and you're like, I really want to create a product that is in the health and wellness space – I've got this problem, you know, gut health, I really want to solve this. And you don't know if it's the right thing. Mm. Ask them. Ask your niche. Go to where you – there are so many forums out there for 500 different niches. Find a health and wellness forum. People love sharing their opinions and just say, hey, look, I'm looking at introducing this. What do you think? Ask. Because I don't think people are asking the right questions. I don't think people are asking, you know, the people that they need to ask – to see whether they want it or not. When we, with Snacks with Bite, I've spoken about it before, but when Snacks with Bite was during the pandemic, all the offices shut down. There was no one. There was literally all my market had gone. Like there was no market left. I had to choose. I had to work out, okay, what are we going to do? We're we just going to shut down this business during COVID or are we going to start, move the product, move the, move the positioning, move, do something else, pivot in the way that everyone said, pivot, 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 whatever. But we had to work that out. How we did that was so simple. We called the customers that we had and we just said, hey, we gave you this. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Your, your employees aren't in the office anymore. What else can we give you? What, what's the current problem that you're having right now? Their problem? Employees weren't feeling, you know, motivated at home. Okay. Is there something that we could give them from home? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Problem solved. And that's – and it sounds so simple and it's not – I know things aren't this simple, but – Sometimes it is as important as having that chat with your niche, with your market and just saying, what do you guys want? Would this solve your problem? Because I'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, we don't – oftentimes we overcomplicate things and we don't simplify in how we can tap into those levels of resources. Exactly what you said. There's so many 
free groups and forums out there that you can join up, particularly addressing your concern, your niche that you want to sort of a target and attack. And I think that being able to do that and, and have that level of product validation is such an important part before you kind of really dive headfirst into. Because if you're anything like us, you know, I think of a product idea or any kind of idea and I'm like, okay, I want to design the logo and the banners mm. and I want to get the branding up and going. And, and that's where my brain goes straight away. But you really need to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success here, assessing, have your idea generation and then building that strong business foundation as a result. Yeah. And I think, I think to tie up the self assessment and idea, idea generation together, the reason that those two work as a pair together is because from your idea, if you're self-assessing before you come up with your idea, you're able to come up with truly makes you unique. Mm. I'll give you an example. If you've got, if you're, you know, uh, in the you know real estate industry or whatever, and you've had 10 years experience in real estate, use that. Use that unique selling proposition 100%. that no one else has. What makes you you is so unique. Use that when you're creating your service and your thing. Because what you've got to think is, okay, if someone else was to get into this, what do I have that they don't, that they can't replicate? Yeah. No one can replicate, say for you, Penn, no one can replicate the 10 years of e-commerce experience that you have. No one can replicate that right now. If they were to come in and they haven't lived the same life as you, they haven't learned the same things as you. So when you're looking at what's next, it's kind of like, okay, how can I tap into that? doesn't necessarily mean you need to be like this, you know, um, live in e-commerce and live in that space. You can change industries. But what can you use that you have access to that you've already done to utilise that to create a business? I think that's really important because that's what we did with Snacks with Bite. We knew how to build really strong work cultures. We knew that. We also knew how to sell things boxed up. So how do we combine the two? Yeah. No, that's, a, that's such a good point. And I think that, yeah, nine times out of ten, like I feel like your unique selling point is what gets you over the line yeah. and are able to kind of push you forward. So I love I love that as a point. I think it's really important for people to know before they get into this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, yeah, like what you said before, Penn, it's important to, you know, build that strong business foundation as well. Make sure that you know what you have access to, even financially. Work out what you might need, mm -hmm. what you don't need. Come up with that really strong business plan. It doesn't have to be over the top, but just a rough idea of the goals, the business plan, market research. Just all these, honestly, if you're like, how do I do that? Google it. Like Google um, how to come up with a business plan. Canva has heaps of them. Yeah. They can prompt you to find the right things. If you looked up business plan in, in Canva in presentations right now, they'd have a presentation. Yes, you had to put in the information, obviously. But, yeah, <laughs> it's of like, course, but, but that's good because it's, it's prompting you to do the research. So you've got things available. And Canva is a free resource, by the way. I talk about Canva a lot. Like everyone uses it because it's like a part of my bloodstream. <laughs> but it's, it's, um, it's a free resource. You can get a premium version, but most of it's free. And um, it's just so like a graphic much, design. There's so much out there, though. And honestly, I think that's a, the biggest thing. Like with, the, with validating your product, with being able to start setting up your business plan, with with being able to develop everything honestly like google will be your best friend Absolutely. and and if you if you start looking there's so many times that people have written guides of, of how to do exactly youtube youtube yeah. there's and, and look and if, and if you want there's also paid resources out there yeah there's, there's courses that you can buy there's coaching that you can get there's all sorts of things but my uh, and i look i i do you know i'm an e-commerce consultant it's what i do as part of my role but i I'm the worst salesperson alive <laughs> because I also believe that 
if you are listening to this right now and you're like, oh, I could do with it. I could do with an e-commerce consultant. Do your research first. Yeah. Try yourself first. Honestly, do it yourself first because it's m- really important for you to try and do your own research. Because I think it's I think that is one of the most important things. Then once you've got that, use a, use an e-commerce consultant, a coach, any any person of that nature. Use them to help level you up. Yeah, it's like not not teach you. Yeah, you don't. They're not your teacher. They're not an educator. They're somebody to help optimize your journey, not to teach you on how to do it. Yeah, that's up to you. I think a big thing out of all of this, and there's a common theme that you'll see without it, is like being that entrepreneurial type. Is like you it means that you need to have an a part of you that wants to continuously be learning and leveling up and building on your skill set and on yourself as well. Because Absolutely. all of this doesn't doesn't land without the self-development and the work. And looking after yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you have to look after yourself. Go get that, you know, massage if you need to because you're going to be a better employee. You're going to be a better um, entrepreneur, sorry. You're going to be better a better person and a better mindset. Um, and then, yeah, and then speaking of, you know, mindset, that's that's one of the most important parts is, is establishing that mindset, that on continuous growth. Um, obviously, there's, you know, the legal stuff, all of that fun stuff. Yeah, and um, like this is like getting down the track of the business. Like we, we know that the main things that you need to start do is that assessment, that idea generation. You know you what you need to do to have the plans, that the strong business foundation. And then look, obviously, like being practical, yes, you want to look at the legal side of things. You want to start to put down what could your risks or your challenges be as part of your business. And, you know, we're glossing over it to a point, but this is part of the research of what you need to look into as being that entrepreneur and being the person that wants to build out your own business. You want to be able to look at what you need to think of in considering like even the financial side of things. Like if you are going out on your own, well, okay, how do you need a plan? Like what's your time frame on being able to have an exit plan from going to a, a full-time career to being an entrepreneur? And I'm sure that that's been an experience for you in terms of transitioning what's out. What's a trigger point where you know when to leave as well? And, and I think, and look, full transparency, when Penn and I, when you and I started WIDS, we had to have those difficult conversations because yep. if you're looking to get into a partner, partnership, sorry, as part of the business, we just sit down and we just go, okay, well, Pen, how much are you willing to put in? How much am I willing to put in? Let's yeah. go equal. Let's go. Let's go this way. So we've introduced a new partner into the ribs since then, um, and we've gone three ways equal, and it is what it is. And we we're all putting in equal amounts. We've made it really clear. Um, we've got a contract. We've done all the right things because that was a non-negotiable. Yeah. Um, that I I said I said as soon as we got into it purely because of my experience in the past, and I knew how well that worked. Yeah. Because as good friends as we are, as great mates, you know, one thing that you don't want is to get into that, you know, other side. Yeah, it's, ju- it's just about the, the safety and the precautions of it. And that's where, you know, looking at it as a, almost like a risk assessment and, and what you need to do to minimize those risks in, in the long run. It's about, you know, how you can start to have those processes built out so you can avoid anything, anything bad happening down the track. Mm. And that's whether you go in as a partnership or whether you're, you're in it on your own. Like, how do you set yourself up for success? And that assessment point is really important. And then I think aside from the, the mindset and the personal development, a big part of being an entrepreneur and working out on your own is being able to make sure you do have a network that you can tap into yeah. to feel that level of support and to feel that you can go to them if you're wanting to, I guess, bounce ideas off or have that level of personal development. Have you had a, had a really interesting experience with what you've done with EO in terms yeah. of being able to build that out? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 when we were kind of in that stage of growth and we we're like, oh, what do we do? How do we do this? Like, how do we grow and all of that like clunky part it was very clunky and you feel very alone because you've got all these amazing businesses that you see and you see like the end result of these businesses like they scaled to x millions and they've got 
50 employees and they all love each other and you're like, whoa, okay, that's awesome. But how do you get there? Like what what, what can you do to get there? And we found um, EO, which is Entrepreneurs Organisation. It's a it's like a um, – it's paid. You have to pay to for a membership. Um, and that was really, really good. I also think that that was probably – I'd probably suggest that when you're in like the scale phase. Yeah. When you're in that entrepreneur phase, that solid, like kind of where I am now, like starting that new business from scratch, I think the most important thing is to find those like startup, um, you know, Eventbrite, go on Eventbrite and look up startups, look up entrepreneur, look up the keywords that you, all of those things. The other one that's really, really the big thing that I would strongly suggest is um, sign up to a co-working space because majority of co-working spaces are people exactly like you like if you're in a co-working space you can um, you can assume that you're rather a solo entrepreneur a freelancer or you've got a small team a smaller team right Mm. if you're working from a co-working space those people are all in the same boat as you and it's amazing because you know you grab your coffee some of them have like really cool events some of them have like friday drinks you get to have that office vibe while still running your own business and you don't feel as alone and you chat to people that are feeling the same way as you yeah and i think yeah tapping into that sense of community is a really important thing because while you're out there and you're going at it on your own you still want to feel like you're tethered to something there so i think that that's a really important part of being able to kind of build out your network and create that you know almost satellite support system there for yourself absolutely well if you've got any questions on any of this naturally penny and i are both here to help um slide into our dms it's a it can be a really daunting um it can be daunting, but don't look at it like that. Look at it like pumped and ready to go because whilst, you know, I'm I'm a realist, so I like to give the challenges first. It's actually an incredible opportunity for anybody. I think it's awesome. I think if it's it's if it's an itch that you've got innate to you, scratch it and mm-hmm. have a go. I think it's really important. We've never had access to things we have access to now. Um, you know, starting a business when my parents were my age was completely different to work where we're at now. 100%. You've got opportunities, create content, put yourself out there be silly who cares what people think you know there's a lot of ways to do it without taking huge financial risks either um any questions though please let us know slide into our dms ask we want to help that's what we're here for we also want to add in a little section at the end of our um podcast whereby you can ask a question and we'll be answering them on the podcast so please send them through we really encourage you guys to send them through we want this to be as interactive as possible Mm -hmm. so i really want um if you've got any questions we will one rather if we don't have the answers i can promise you we'll find them i'm ready to go so you've got a free resource in us we are your resource so use it yeah i love that well we will be in your ears again next week thank you so much for listening please rate and subscribe and we shall see you next week bye bye